Blog Talk Radio. Hello, Nats Town. Welcome to Nats Nightly, sponsored by FederalBaseball.com. This is Patrick Reddington for Federal Baseball. I believe I've got Dave Nichols from Federal Baseball and Doghouse on the line. You guys there? I am here. Nice. Another hastily prepared edition of Nats Nightly, sponsored by FederalBaseball.com. Nationals drop a 3-1 decision to the Mets tonight in City Field, 79-56 and 56 on the year. Start with Tanner Roark on the mound, Dave, 4-1 and one in six starts in August with a 2-5-6 ERA, 235, 325, 380 line against in 38 and two-thirds, 5-1, and 2-6 ERA in 13 games, seven starts for the Mets in his career, 15 in that, the Nats were 15-4 and four in his last 19 starts heading into tonight. A uh, two-out walk and a double in the third, an intentional walk to Suspedis to get to Curtis Granderson, who, of course, hit the two-run single on the first pitch, uh, curveball up in the zone. 2-1 New York as they take the lead there. Uh, career high, four walks uh, after a leadoff walk in the fourth. Out after five innings. Not particularly sharp on the mound tonight for Tanner Roark in City Field, and Nationals have a four-game win streak ended with a 3-1 loss. Yeah, he wasn't particularly good tonight. He wasn't that bad. I mean, he limited the, um, you know, the, the, the third or fourth place Mets to three runs over five. So, um, it wasn't like he got blown out, but, uh, but no, he didn't have his good command. He, he struggled with it. Even when he was getting strikes, he wasn't hitting the glove. Um, just not a real good outing from him. Um, unfortunately it was a night where they needed him to be next to perfect because after they got the run in the top of the first inning, uh, the Nets decided that they no longer needed to get base hits with runners in scoring position or runners on at all. I mean, the Nets seemed to have runners on every single inning against uh, Gesellman or G. Selman or Gesellman or however you pronounce his name. Um, but they were just never able to deliver the knockout blow. And um, and Roark takes the pitching, the, the, the meaningless pitching loss um, to, to, to suffer with it. It just, uh, um, you know, wasn't a great night all the way around. I think, uh, um, and maybe there's a little, a little bit of, uh, um, you know, hype fatigue here going on. But uh, um, the bottom line is that Roark wasn't particularly good. The hitters were um, not getting the job done, and the Nets uh, suffer ignominious loss uh, to the Mets this evening. Doug, that's a tough decision for uh, Dusty Baker and Tanner Roark there in the third. Uh, Loney grounds out. Gesselman, Gesellman, they pronounce Gesellman on the Mets broadcast, G-A, and then sell in the middle with man, if anyone's wondering about that, but figure out a better way to spell your name. Uh, Jose Reyes walks with two down in the inning there. Uh, Drupal Cabrera doubles on a ground ball to left field. They have a choice there, whether or not to face Jonas Espedes, who kind of kills the Nationals so far in his tenure with the Mets, or go for Curtis Granderson, who had a 116, 223, 151 line with runners in scoring position this season. Uh, I like the decision. I don't necessarily like putting, loading the bases with a walk and not challenging uh, the Suspedis, but with Granderson struggling with runners in scoring position coming up there, it's probably a, a good decision. But your take on that and hanging a curveball to him is never a good idea or to anyone in the majors, essentially. Well, if you're going to pitch to someone badly, you might as well get it over with already and just let, you know, just put one over the wall. Uh, I I was sort of neutral on that decision. Uh, the the matchup is certainly better against Cespedes, and his career numbers uh, against Roark are 
not as good as Granderson's career numbers against Roark. And saying that he's been struggling with runners in scoring position is, is just a, a small sample size thing. Um, what you want to look at are things like his career numbers and the platoon advantage. And pitching to Granderson does not seem like the thing you want to do over pitching to Cespedes, although Cespedes is a good hitter. Uh, you can say, all right, maybe Granderson's been slumping recently overall, but just looking at how he's hitting with runners in scoring position is that's that's honestly slicing the data a little bit too fine there. And uh, it bit us to the tune of two runs tonight. Yay! Yay for data misunderstanding. Uh, but even, even there, it's it's only two runs in, in five innings. And that that was all that Roark gave up for all that he wasn't pr- pitching particularly sharp today. You know, they, they pointed out the trouble he was having. Uh, so I, I, I can't really put that all on Tanner. Uh, it's, it's not – it was not the optimal decision, and it certainly didn't work. But uh, – you know, this this is five of one, seven of the other. So, just a matchier take up there with numbers. Curtis Granderson going in there, uh, six for twenty, four doubles, two RBIs against uh, Roark in his career. Despedes one for nine. So I, I don't know if you make any decisions based on those numbers or Granderson's numbers with running and scoring position. But I'm guessing that's what Dusty Baker is going to point to when asked about that decision. We'll see after his post game, but. Uh, on the mound for the Mets there, Dave, Robert Gesselman, uh, 2011 Mets 13th round pick, uh, bearded doppelganger for <laughs> the injured, uh, what's his name, <laughs> right-hander, oh, it's escaping me, Jacob DeGrom, thank you, uh, made his MLB debut on 823, uh, it was 4-9 with a 3.99 ERA, 20 starts, 115 innings pitched at double and triple A in the Mets season uh, system before this year, before he came up, I can speak. Loaded bases with one out in the first, uh, sack fly by Rendon, but he limited the damage there. Ends up being the only run he gives up. Uh, Nationals probably should have gotten a little bit more against this guy, 23-year-old. Don't know much about him. If you know anything, please add it. But the Nationals offense, just not sharp overall. Uh, just pulling up the numbers in the end, 0 for 7 with runners in scoring position, 9 left on base, and a two-run two loss. Well, I don't know much about Gesselman. Uh, I, I am a fan of guys that were drafted in the 13th round eventually making it into the major leagues. Uh, so that warms the cockles of my heart a bit. But um, from from what dedicated watching I was able to do this evening, it looked like he was up there uh, trying to fool the Nats with slop. It looked like he was throwing uh, an awful lot of breaking balls. There weren't a whole lot of fastballs to be had. And when they were uh, being offered, they certainly weren't going right over the middle of the plate. And, um, I, I like the, the approach the Nats had early on in the game. Um, you know, the, Jason Worth went down and just uh, lined a pitch in the center, didn't try to do uh, – I pitched down, uh, didn't try to do too much with it. Um, later on, we saw Ryan Zimmerman go to the right field twice um, by just, you know, poking out, you know, poking a ball in the outside corner out there. Um, you know, we, what we didn't see – was enough from from the rest of the, the rest of the crew. We saw uh, Danny Espinosa continue to wildly hack at anything that's thrown in the vicinity of the plate. Um, you know, it just they, they couldn't put. They they had the buildings of rallies, but then um, you know, single, 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 and and you know when you need four base hits to score a run, it's 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 kind of tough um, when you're not hitting home runs. It, it, it seems like um, this team scores better. Uh, this is, this is going to make Doghead's head hurt 
this he scores better when it hits home run. <laughs> um, it just it, uh, um, you know they, they just couldn't string enough rallies together, and uh, despite that that good approach early, it seemed like it disappeared a little bit later on as the Nats trailed. Uh, they looked to get pull happy again, and um, when a guy's throwing a flop up there, it's just, it's just tough to to get that way when he's trying to live on the corners of the plate. You just can't get a whole lot of good wood on on slop on the outside corner. So, okay, so best chance, in my opinion, uh, top of the sixth inning, Anthony Rendon, leadoff, double to the left. Wilson Ramos walks in the next at bat. Ryan Zimmerman moves them both over with, intentionally with a swinging bunt, I'm sure. A uh, little dribbler down the third, uh, first base side that moved both runners into scoring position with one out. Danny Espinosa comes up next, though. As Dave mentioned, struggled at the play tonight or for the last few months. Uh, strikes out on a foul tip, 0 for 4 on the night. 4 Ks, golden sombrero for him. Dusty Baker goes to pinch hitter Ben Revere. The fact that he grounded at the second just makes all the people complaining on the Internet seem right, so I don't like that. But uh, not a good series there. Nationals had second and third with one out. You get the swinging K and then the... Uh, ground out from Revere to end the threat there. That was probably their best opportunity to get back in the game. All you needed was contact. Unfortunately, Danny Espinosa was up. What are you going to do? Uh, I definitely hashtag the, Yeah. The, the, the Nets had their, uh, had their chances today, but it seemed they could all be undone by an Espinosa strikeout, and all were. I think he had five left on base on uh, on the night. Uh, so he may not have had a hand in stranding every runner, but certainly in in, in most of them. Uh, it, you know, and, and th- these things are going to happen. Turner was 0 for 5 on the night, too, uh, who is a guy we're happy with finally being productive up in the top spot. Uh, so you're going to have some nights like that. Unfortunately for, for Danny, it seems to be most nights since June. Uh this 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 is the guy that we have there though. So there's there's uh that's that's a black hole in the lineup that you'll just have to accept and, and enjoy your home run every couple of weeks. Um that uh that ball turner hit in his fourth at bat, I guess that was what in the seventh or so, uh that uh, got chased down right at the wall there. I, I had some hopes for that one. Uh boy, but Harper's last at bat there when he was flailing at that pitch away and down, oh, ugly, ugly. Uh, I, I keep wanting to be hopeful about him being back, and I want to proclaim it any time he gets a hit. Even even tonight, he was one for two with a pair of walks, but got caught leaning off first, and then that last strikeout, whoa. It's enough, it's enough <laughs> to make him break out the doom signal. <laughs> Dave, and that last strikeout, if we're looking for more uh... – Positive baseball stories. Uh, Josh Smoker got the two outs there against the team that drafted him in the first round in 2007, part of an illustrious crop of uh, first-round prospects that year that includes Ross Detweiler and Michael Burgess. Thank God Rizzo took over. Uh, but good to see Josh Smoker up there in the majors. He was certainly pumped there. Uh, retires Daniel Murphy. A little bit of help from Michael Conforto there. A really nice diving play to Rob Murphy of a single after a one-out single by Jason Worth. Could have had two on there, but Murphy lines out. Harper strikes out. Nice inning for Smoker there. I think he has like 12 Ks so far in uh, like seven or eight innings. So nice to see him. A long road to the majors for him, but finally made it up here with the Mets and looked pretty good out there, honestly. 
Yeah, you know, it's kind of a renaissance here for failed Nats prospects with uh, Smoker having some success here. Um, Destin Hood was called up when the rosters expanded for Miami. I mean, can can you imagine Destin Hood on a major league roster? Um, and, and apparently Alex Meyer got called up by the Angels today. So um, it's just a trifecta of failed Nats prospects that have finally reached the major league. So uh, good on all of them. Um, it's just uh, – um, you're right. When you said, you know, when you made mention of Rizzo there, um, they've got an adult um, drafting process now, scouting department. Uh, it's not, uh, it's not stab and hope uh, like it was in the previous regime. So uh, it's nice to know that 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 they've got a uh, they've, they've got a scout in the general manager position. For all, you know, Rizzo's got a lot of strengths and failures. Um, but one thing that he does have is, is a very solid foundation in scouting. Uh, the Nets' development now seems like uh, they're pretty good at developing players. Um, the previous regime was, you know, slap and dash, and, and just uh, uh, really, uh, you, you look back at those years and um, you, you look at that the positions the Nets were drafting and have absolutely nothing to show for it. It's 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 a tough road to go. So I guess. I've had about enough of this game, so we'll stick to some positive uh, developments off the field. Trey Turner, after a 357, 366, 571, six double, three triple, five home run, 11 steal, 27 runs scored, month of August, named the Nationals NL Player of the Month this afternoon. Nationals have been racking up Player of the Month awards all season this year. Uh, I still think it's hilarious that Bryce Harper said earlier this week, uh, I was thinking tonight, imagine if he was up in May, June, or July, or, or last August, I'll add. Uh, we, we might have run away with this thing already, but great month by Trey Turner. It's been really everything the Nationals hoped for and more since he came up here, and he gets the award, Player of the Month. Uh, a nice nod for Trey Turner and some recognition there. Yeah, and I, I'm glad that the the, the Nats have or sorry, the Nats, that, that MLB has sort of recognized the blindingly obvious that uh, Trey Turner is good at baseball, um, in, in spite of the fact that uh, they were mentioning on the broadcast how few fastballs he's seen recently uh, and still being at least moderately successful. Uh, I, I think this also is, is just further endorsement of, uh, of, of the Nats' approach of making sure that he pays his dues and learns leadership and grit and scrappiness in the minors for as, for as much time as he did this season. It, it's really paying off now. Yeah, so either, either, they waited too long, either they waited too long or did everything exactly right, which results in what he's done now. But that's one for the comment section argument. <laughs> Dave, before we wrap up, uh, we, we weren't here yesterday to talk about the September call-ups. Uh, Pedro Severino, Brian Goodwin, Trevor Gott, who I'm anxious to see out there on the mound. I haven't seen him since spring training, really. Rafael Martin, Matt Grace. A lot of these names got in the game tonight since Dusty Baker is trying to use every one of his relievers. Uh, Sean Burnett and Matt Leto is called up as well. Uh, we're going to get Ronaldo Lopez back up to start tomorrow. Apparently they're pushing uh, Max Scherzer a day after he was originally scheduled to start. So Ronaldo Lopez goes in the finale. Uh, Matt Dendecker, DFA to make room. Joe Ross transferred to the 60-day DL, though that just seems like a roster move. Uh, they think he's going to be coming back here at some point in September to help out. So uh, I assume we're going to see Lucas Giolito back up at some point unless they decide he's had enough for the year. But uh, any of these guys you think can actually make an impact or any of them you're especially interested in seeing going down the stretch? Um, No. 
Dusty Baker said as much too often. <laughs> yeah, Trevor got maybe. I think he probably. Um, I think the Nets still hope that, that, that he can be a contributor. Frankly, uh, this has been kind of a lost season for him. He wasn't very good early. He spent some time hurt. Um, he ha- wasn't even. He's not overpowering uh, anybody at the AAA level. So um, I, I think all these call-ups are really just uh, you know rewards for. Um, for being on the 40-man, for having decent years. Obviously, Goodwin made his major league debut this year. Uh, Severino's the, the third catcher. Um, Sean Burnett bounced around. I think the Nats are his um, four, third team, uh, second stint with them, so four organizations uh, this season. Matt Latos, I'm sure they made a promise to him that, that once the once expanded that he could get another month of service time um, on his major league service, but um, I don't expect any of these guys to, to do anything other than uh, maybe play in mop-up games and give guys days off. Um, certainly, uh, if any of them were pressed into um, any serious duty, then somebody's been hurt and nobody wants to have that. Dusty Baker did say essentially they try to fit in with the team and don't distract anyone to all these guys. So they can make some contributions like they did tonight, eat some innings when the Nationals need it if they get blown out or games out of reach. But uh, I agree. I tend to don't expect anything special from these guys except for Trevor Cott, who's going to be awesome. 79 and 56 on the year after the win. <laughs> One more with the Mets tomorrow night, 8 o'clock, the ESPN game. Uh, I'm inviting you guys and everyone uh, to join our game thread. We're going to go old school and try to get some of the old group back together in the game thread tomorrow night. So if you're watching the game, log on and chat with everybody. That's nightly sponsored by federalbaseball.com. Uh, it's going to be a late one tomorrow. Hopefully, we can talk to you guys after that. Go Nats.